Hey guys, just wanted to give you a quick heads up if you're into this sort of thing. Tommy and I are both producing virtual shows this week. Uh, tonight, if you're listening on Wednesday, the day this comes out, Tommy is doing a show. It's on bonfirealive.com. It's only $5 and it's got Megan Gailey, Lisa Traeger, Clark Jones, and Mike Leibovitz. Again, that's, uh, that's January 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern. And I will be doing a show on the same site on Thursday night. That is January 28th. Uh, same deal. Bonfirealive.com. Gonna try out some new material alongside buddies, uh, of mine. Martin Urbano, Emil Joaquim, Brittany Carney, and Bobby Condon. All great comics. Bonfirealive.com. Both shows are at 8 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday and Thursday, respectively. So check those out and get on the Patreon if you haven't already. It's only $3 a month and you get bonus episodes every week. Plus, you get your comments guaranteed to be read on the show. So get over there. We appreciate it big time. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, joined, as always, by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? Doing well. I just got my hair cut. I got uh, my face shaved. I'm a fresh new man. Damn, you look like a... A beautiful baby boy. <laughs> that was the goal. That's what I asked for. I just showed him a picture of a baby. The barber. <laughs> like, can you give me this? <laughs> it worked. You're looking. You're looking sharp. I need a haircut myself. Uh, it's. It feels weird to get a haircut now, especially wearing a mask is weird. And you're like, I. I got one on my roof the first time uh, during the quarantine, and that. And then it turned out there was just hair all over my roof for a while. <laughs> so it didn't feel good, but. Uh, Let's uh let's introduce our guest. See what his thoughts on uh, getting your haircut are. <laughs> you know, every week I reach this point in the show, and I realize that I have not come up with a nickname for the guest, which I feel like I should. At some point, we got to start doing it because so often they ask now. But uh, Nathan McIntosh is here. Uh, I could have thought of something on the fly, I guess, but I decided I really to not even take a swing. <laughs> Me too. I didn't you even take a swing. You set it up in such a way that was like, I, I'm going to start now with these yeah. nicknames, and you just go, "Here's Nathan." Yeah, yeah. It's fine. What's, I don't want it. I don't want it now. But I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me. This is this is great. Maybe a raging Cajun? Do you have any Cajun blood in you? Because that's the only way this is going to fly. Cajun comes from Acadian, which is from Nova Scotia. So technically, Beautiful. they have their blood in my blood in mm, them. Look at that. There you go. Okay, perfect. That's we perfect then. That's what we'll stick with. The raging Cajun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how are you drinking from a very large bottle of water yeah. there? That's exciting. On camera, it looks completely insane. In real life, it's just a, it's just a bottle, but it, it, lo- yeah. it, it looks like I found a ship in it. And the camera adds 20 ounces. It's true. I sent this out to sea years ago, looking for my wife who died of my seagull feathers. <laughs> and um, you know, I got it back. No, it's 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 massive though. I try to I try to drink. Uh, do you guys drink a lot of water? Oh, I'm a I'm a fiend. I'm drinking water all is day, right? all night. Oh, is yeah. that true, Tommy? Yeah. It is true. I'm trying to. Yeah. Okay. I'm, so trying to, I'm a seltzer boy here. I, I like a seltzer. Seltzer's a good time. But that's why I have one of these. If I drink a couple of these a day, we're partying. You know, it's just an easy thing to grab from the fridge. Mm. Anyways, I got visual, this thing for it. People love when you when you visually show a thing that they're not going to see. You know what? We'll put it on the YouTube. Fine. You strong armed me into it. The people can't miss out on this. They can't. No, no, it's a bottle. Wait, how big is that bottle? Uh, yeah. So, uh, have you gotten any haircuts there over this uh, quarantine? Your hair looks sharp there. You're looking uh, good. Thanks, man. I got to attack the top. I bought. Um, I did get a couple of haircuts, but I was just in Canada and Ontario completely shut off. They went mm-hmm. back to full lockdown. Mm. So I bought a hair trimmer from um, 
Shoppers, our CVS. You know it is CVS. <laughs> shoppers Drug it's just Mart. called Shoppers. Not very creative there. Shoppers Drug Mart, man. It's a party, buddy. They got they got uh, everything in there. I mean, it's the same deal except you can get a PS Five. What you can? Uh, yeah, they got. Uh, you can go to the post office. There's there's a post office in the building. <laughs> That's Canada crazy. doesn't lock them away like uh, lions and, and tigers like you guys do. You can go touch these people. I can go grab any single postal worker at any post office across the entire nation of Canada. It's pretty sweet. Um, but anyways, I bought one of those, and so I've been, tra- I've been doing it myself. But I got to get the top. The top, I, I did one time, but it's it's dangerous. You know, yeah, Once you get in game. there, if you dangerous fuck up, game. you got to get rid of the whole deal. And I don't want yeah. to do that. I, I, I took a chop at my own head, and... Uh, I was trying to kill myself and I missed and I ended up just giving myself a beautiful haircut. But uh, so it gave me the will to live another few months. But, I, I had the same thing where I was like, I ju- I'm, the sides, you can kind of just buzz and you're done. But the the top, you're like, there's no going back if I mess this up. So I, I barely took anything off because I was like, this way, if I miss one part pretty bad, the longer parts will cover it up, maybe, and uh, it yeah. seemed all right. But I, throughout the the months of that haircut, I would notice little patches that I missed completely, and uh, it's it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. These people have a hard job, and uh, they take a lot of what heat. They, what were they called? Uh, um, Essential. Uh, yes. That was the word. <laughs> Literally couldn't think of the word essential. <laughs> essential workers. Yes, they are 100% essential yeah, workers. They're, um, when you need them. Uh, <laughs> the, the, when you the need one. them, workers. <laughs> Can't live without them, employees. I feel like uh, we're seeing that out of the old post office, too. You were just talking about how you can grab a postal worker anywhere. They, those people are are the most important people in the damn world these days. It's impossible to... Dude, I'm going through this thing. I told Tommy about it last night. I bought... I And I realized this is, you know, rich... This is like privilege problem shit. I wanted to buy a TV. I've had the same TV for 12 years, and I, it was time to buy a new TV because I was lucky enough to get a PlayStation 5. Again, very lucky... But Bought it, or do you mean lucky in ways that like it was it was gifted to you? A friend of mine had an extra one and let me buy it at face value instead of the crazy markups that uh-huh. they go for like fifteen hundred bucks on uh, online nuts, these days. Man. It's crazy, but I wouldn't have done that. I was uh, trying to see if I could get one just to sell it because I was like, "There's it's you can get so much money off of it." But then my buddy had one. And I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just." buy a ps5 uh to get because gaming has gotten me through a lot of this quarantine shit uh now that there's no work to be done or had um i'm less <laughs> less comedian than 2k player now and uh and that's fine but i was like i want to get a tv because i have an old ass tv and it's it's you know it doesn't really lend itself to the playstation 5 so i bought one on amazon it after a week and a half it's lost in the mail shit. they lost it it literally, I'd never seen that before. It said, I went to Amazon, I was like, it was supposed to come in a day, and it's been a week and a half, so I went to look it up, and they, it literally, on the on the tracker page, just said, I think it's lost. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've never seen them just, like, arms up in the air on a website. Was that, that was Bezos the personally? Does he <laughs> yeah. send a message? He just goes... He's just standing there like, I, it's gone. I don't know. <laughs> hey, buddy. Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> they should uh, change that, though, honestly, to stolen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. It's, it's I know. stolen. We all know what it was. It's gone. It was for sure stolen, yeah. and I—that's what my girlfriend said. And I was like, "No, I've you know maybe it's just late." And uh, she was completely right because then, and what makes me believe that is, then I decided, you know what, screw Amazon. I, you know what, I'm tired of these big corporations anyway. I'm going to mom and pop Best Buy, <laughs> and so I have Best Buy send me a TV. I get this weird phone call from this lady that's like. Hey, I got your shit, and I'm going <laughs> to drop it off in about ten minutes. And I was like, "Shit!" And she goes, "Oh, my bad. I shouldn't. I should." She literally said this. She was like, "Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I, you know, I shouldn't be talking like that." And then she, <laughs> she, she drops it off supposedly. Uh, but I get home like you know thirty minutes later, no TV, and. So I call her and I was like, "Hey, because I had her number because she had just called me." And I was like, "Hey, I'm I just got home. I just am curious. Maybe you put it somewhere weird." And she was like, 
oh, that's fucked up. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> this just sounds weird. She was like, well, I left it in this one spot, and then I looked, and it was weird how she was talking about it. So I don't know if she just dropped it off and was like, all right, well, I took a picture. Nobody was down here to see me take it with me. Yep. But I also was like, well, she doesn't know that we don't have security cameras, so maybe she... That's it. And, and but then it's like then somebody in my building stole it, which is even crazier because there's only twelve apartments in this building, and I know I've met half the people. She probably stole it. Yeah, I don't go know. Get it's a, a TV weird on, thing. Don't order a TV. Go get it. Build know, a TV, Tom. Build your own. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> I, it turns out uh, real men can, if you just rub a couple sticks mm-hmm. together the right way <laughs> and uh, box it up, you can make your own TV. But a twelve-year-old TV—that's almost CR. TV at this point in time, right? <laughs> like it's almost like an eighty-pound piece of equipment. What's wild is it, it doesn't look that different. Like TVs, the technology I feel like kind of didn't jump up as many levels in the past few years as it was like twelve years ago, fifteen years ago, yeah. where they were like really jumping up, where it was the giant ones to the tiny ones. And this one is thin and pretty small, but uh, it's just like. Now they have 4K and the refresh rate and all this bullshit. Uh, I don't want to bore people with specs, but it's like, I mean, this has HDMI and stuff like that. It's just not, it's not very good. It has things that sneakers have now. (laughs) (laughs) HDMI ports and 4K capabilities. I love that uh, a TV is good because it has an HDMI port. They all do. (laughs) To to bore people with more TV stuff. Um. I used to work at uh, Future Shop in Canada, which is uh, Best Buy, and <laughs> I was working there at a time when, like, do you guys remember when TVs were expensive? TV- I remember yeah. trying to yeah. sell adults, okay? Adult mm-hmm. human people with jobs. I was 17 or 18. I'm trying to sell an adult man a $15,000 TV that I would have to go in the back. There was keys. I had to open (laughs) gates to get these TVs. And now if you walk into Best Buy, you can literally get a a TV like a bag of chips. It's pretty amazing. It is insane. For $300. It's even less, man. Even less for a good TV. You can spend $200 and and then I am somebody who gets sucks into reviews and then I'm like, I'm losing my mind going, is this stupid of me to buy this TV? And then it gets here and it's like, of course I don't, I'm not going to notice the difference totally. between, no. a, a, you know, 4K HDMI 2.1 or whatever and an HDMI 2. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, but then I get lost in it. But 300 bucks, you can get a, a TV that would have cost you $5,000. Uh, when I bought this TV, but I spent like fifteen hundred dollars on the TV that I got, or I think it was like thirteen hundred. And yeah. it was I was I was a nineteen year old kid, and I was like, this is my first big purchase, and it's lasted me this long. But yeah, I should have just gone and got it. It was like a thing where I was trying to be COVID safe and uh, whatever. It's, it's very you know stupid. for sure it was stolen because let me ask both of you guys some this. Have either of you ever lost a TV? <laughs> It's impossible. <laughs> I've got my keys. I've got my wallet. Where is that TV? <laughs> keys, wallet. Oh, forgot my mask. Forgot my. Oh no, I have the mask. It's a TV. I forgot. <laughs> you mean you lost the biggest thing you had to deliver today? Yeah, gone. Yeah. All these grapefruits, though. Every one of those. <laughs> Wait, I'm, what truck are you imagining this TV was on? That it was grapefruits and the woman and that TVs? called you. Up and said, I got your shit, had a lot of different things in that van. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. In fact, she said, damn, hold on. Let me dig through these grapefruits real fast. I do remember her saying that. Yeah. They, oh, no, all the grapefruits fell out. Now I got to load those back. They're loose. Well, um, you know what band has uh, performed on TV is Millie Vanilli. <laughs> you know, it's funny. People were asking... A lot of people were asking, how are they going to fill an hour talking about Millie Vanilli? <laughs> and uh, here's your answer, baby. <laughs> fill TV 20 talk. minutes with TV talk. Tommy, before we get into why we're here. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, so Millie Vanilli, uh, you know, I we, everybody knows at least the reference. And uh, if you don't know the band, they, of course, uh, famously uh, had were... Best new artist winners, is that right? It was mm-hmm. best new song or best new artist. The best new Tommy, artist. Tommy, yeah. you know that one. Best new artist. Yeah, they won best new artist. Uh, 
they um off of a song that they did not do anything for mm-hmm. they uh they were off of an album that they didn't do anything for except for show up uh in concert so what is uh what is your history with this band uh nathan my history. When I was a kid, my mom was a Millie Vanilli fan. Mm. <laughs> so when she was driving me to school and stuff, no joke, she would be listening to these tapes. Mm-hmm. At, at the time, it would have been, uh, these are the four tapes she would have had going, I guess. Millie Vanilli, Vanilla Ice. My mom was very young. <laughs> um, MC Hammer and then Metallica to keep it cool. That's a pretty cool mom, honestly. That's like the I, mom, yeah. four horsemen. <laughs> My mom dropped me off one time blasting sad but true, and I got out of the car, grade two. My mom's like eating a cigarette, blaring this <laughs> rock music, and I get out of the car. Like this sweater that I have on right now was like the same sort of deal, but it had a big duck on the back. <laughs> like, just like complete insane. But um, Millie Vanilli, uh, so that's when it started. I've always, there's a few songs from Millie Vanilli I, I really like, and... The last uh, real thing I've had with Millie Vanilli was years ago, I had a roommate in uh, uh, Toronto who I argued with one night that Millie Vanilli, uh, Blame It on the Rain, might be better than the Beatles' entire catalog. (laughs) That was a a huge, long, drunken (laughs) argument. (laughs) Oh, my God. that's a, that's a little bit of the history. Let's uh, let's that listen to "Blame It on the Rain" right now, just in case yeah. people don't know. Because I've ne- I've never really heard this song Same. before you sent it to us. I, I you guys, I'm sorry, you guys, both of you had never heard this song. No, I, don't I had think never so. heard this song. I I don't believe so. I had heard two of the songs on this playlist that wow. that you sent over. Uh, yeah, let's listen to "Blame It on the Rain." And uh, while you're listening, just think about every Beatles song that uh, made an impact on your life and yes. uh, whether or not this is better than that. <laughs> Paul McCartney is shaking right now yep. <laughs> listening to that. <clears throat> Look, just to say, you gotta you gotta remember what time this was. All right, <laughs> this is the '90s. First of all, just about every song from the '90s you can't start from the beginning. It's it's thirty seconds. I know. <laughs> I, made, I made that mistake. <laughs> Build up. That's just. Complete I think we insanity. got there though. I think we got there though. I I have to point something out right now, which is that Nathan, somehow you're not alone in this argument because. In a March 1990 issue of Time Magazine, uh, Pilatus, it was, uh, what were the two guys' names? It's, uh, oh, Rob Pilatus or Pilatus and, uh, Fabrice Morvan. Got hot guy names. Uh, one man, says, yeah, okay. He, uh, he was quoted proclaiming himself to be the new Elvis, reasoning that by the duo's success, they were more talented musically than Bob Dylan, <laughs> Paul McCartney, wow. and Mick Jagger. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that was right before everything came crashing down. Ball, Bob Dylan, <laughs> Mick Jagger, and who? Paul McCartney. Well, I can't give him <laughs> Mick Jagger, but <laughs> but past that, look, I mean, pers- again, Blame It on the Rain is a great song, and let's get real serious here, guys. Millie Vanilli, right? Everybody wants to talk about Pioneers. Just about every single artist since Millie Vanilli has lip synced, lip sung, mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. full tour tours. 
Okay. Sure. These were the first people to absolutely do it. This is also a take on. This is first of all these were these beautiful men in great shape who are doing backflips <laughs> while singing "Blame It on the Rain." I talked to a guy. He said he goes, "I saw him in concert. They were literally doing backflips while singing." And he's like, "Later on, you realized, oh, that's was, how they could do that. It was just backflips. Yeah, it turns out still very cool." <laughs> but this also goes to we can't blame it on the rain. No, we can't blame. Uh, <laughs> gotta blame it on something. <laughs> gotta blame it on. Here's what we blame it on. Here's exactly what we blame it on. The human condition. Mm. Every single person is a pig. Monstrous, <laughs> absolute monstrous animal. The reason that these two men were the front men and the two guys, I think it was two guys that sang it, one of them being in a wheelchair, if not both. Um, you they think could both, both of them were in a wheelchair? I don't, I don't think that's The two true. men that sang the actual songs. <laughs> I think one of them was in a wheelchair. I, I have to believe it's only one of them for some reason. I don't know why, but it seems so much darker for that guy to take advantage of two guys who were in wheelchairs. Nobody took advantage with these voices. These Nobody took advantage of these because guys. Because they got, are you saying they got paid? Yeah, they got paid. The whole thing was some, it's like a, it's somebody saw, the, I, I can't remember this exact thing, but somebody saw these guys, heard them sing. They were like, you're great. Then they looked at them, right? And then they <laughs> yep. went inside and they go, oh yeah, the human condition. All these people are pigs. Even though, even though most people that go see anything are covered in cheese, they're full of salt, absolute human garbage watching uh-huh. something on a stage. We can't have people in wheelchairs who can actually sing, sing to these fucking Oreo-filled cocksuckers. So we have to get, we have to hire beautiful backflipping men mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. pretend they're singing. This isn't their fault. Sure. Uh, the guy's sure. name is Frank Farian. Frank Farian. He's the yeah. producer. I was wondering if it was one guy. Seemingly yeah. He's in a wheelchair, se- right? No, I don't think he's, he's not a, the singer. He's the producer. He's, he's yeah. He's the guy who discovered them. Okay. Gotcha. Slash. They're, what, they're, they're, tri- one of those according to them, tricked him. Uh, I, I would put money on it. <laughs> so he, that, you can find odds for that on uh, Fanduel. <laughs> the, the spread is one wheel but uh this guy frank farian he he actually had a history of doing this he did it before with music that he had sung he like found like a really attractive uh also african-american person to be the singer for it when it was his music which he is a white guy it's uh important yep. to say but yeah so he he had uh, all this stuff already recorded and he saw these two guys who were like models who wanted to be in the music industry. These like mm-hmm. insanely hot guys yeah. <laughs> and uh, kind of thought that they would be perfect. And he didn't tell them. So he did kind of take a bit advantage of them in the sense that he didn't tell them when he signed them to a record deal that he already had the vocals recorded. They yeah. didn't realize it. He first. just showed them the instrumentals yeah. for. Uh, oh, wait, what's the name of the one hit? Like, oh, yeah, because they did sing, right? They actually did <clears throat> sing, but then they just dubbed over with his. They wanted to sing, yeah. but they, they wanted they to sing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's the, Girl, You Know It's True. They showed them the, the instrumentals for Girl, You Know It's True and then pulled the rug out and uh, it was very clear they would have zero uh, input on this album mm-hmm. other than touring because they were immediately put on tour as soon as they signed uh, without having done anything. And so... Well, let's be serious. The guy was correct <laughs> if, if they had have sung the songs they wouldn't have gone on tour and backflipped in front of people that's true what's weird is and this was i was listening to another podcast about this uh where they were talking about this exact same thing uh recently where they were saying it, the funny thing is the vocals aren't that great like they're not i don't think they're like insane vocals that are on these and maybe that's why he thought he could get away with it. He's like, well, they look like they seem like they could sing this. It's not like insane because the way they were getting in trouble was that people were hearing their speaking voices, and they at least one of them barely spoke English, and then the other one mm-hmm. wasn't much better. And that's where they claim that the quote in time that uh, they said that they were better than uh, than. Uh, Mick Jagger and uh, Paul McCartney was taken out of context because they didn't understand what they were saying. I don't really believe that to be true. I think that they were, I mean, even according to themselves, they were fully like getting fucked up constantly and uh, dr- and doing drugs like crazy. Which why wouldn't you? If yeah. if that's your life, is you're going on stage, you're touring, and you're just not singing. You're kind of just moving around and taking credit for someone else's shit. Let's why give not a little just bit party more credit constantly. than just moving around? I mean, they were doing they're doing backflips. <laughs> you can't just do a backflip. It's hard to do. 
I mean, you got to be in some shape to do backflips. Am I wrong? <laughs> I bet we could do a backflip. Tom, I want you to get up right now, and it's only going to be for me and Tommy. But I need you to do a backflip in your kitchen. I need to I see wish, this. I wish I had a way to like. I don't think I could do it. If I could just flip my screen around, <laughs> I guess I could just do it with my laptop, but I don't want to unplug everything. Yeah, rotate your full laptop. <laughs> but no, you're right. You're right. It's pretty athletic what they're doing out there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they were getting all fucked up constantly. And um, and yeah, wait, what, what, what got me into that? Why they? Oh, the, the not being able to speak. So they did like In Living Color and Arsenio Hall was making fun of them a lot. Uh, for not sounding at all like their music. Let's go ahead and hear Girl, You Know It's True, because that's the song that kind of set this all in motion. Uh, so here is uh, here's Girl, You Know It's True. So what are you doing back? Well, I sat back and thought 90, about man. the things we used to do. <laughs> it really meant a lot to me. You mean a lot to me. I really mean that much to you? Girl, you know it's true. <laughs> say look man it's been a long time since i've heard both these songs i still love both of them (laughs) they're both great it's such a it's such an unnecessary spoken word intro on that song (laughs) you really need to hear him say to the girl that he (laughs) you know it's true before he can sing it yeah sing it i thought that's just part of the song just sing the song Back in the '90s, people had trouble with stuff like that. They didn't have object permanence either. Oh, like, yeah. They didn't. If you couldn't, if you weren't directly hearing exactly the story that was told, you were like, "What the fuck is this even about? <laughs> Who's the girl?" <laughs> so I'm gonna Does play. She know it's true. <laughs> is this about my wife? <laughs> they only thought of the girls that were oh, in their yeah. lives. <laughs> um, I so this was the song that was playing when they had the famous when they got caught. Uh, lip syncing so they were doing this sh- this song at a show in connecticut in an mtv tour and uh the track skipped which is similar to what happened with ashley simpson uh yeah. and i'm just gonna play a minute long clip from the millie vanilli behind the music because that's the only way i could get footage of this performance so you also get a little commentary from sure. uh from them too i have 1989 in front of thousands of fans in bristol connecticut the unthinkable happened their pre-recorded vocal track got stuck. I wanted to die. It's stuck. Girl, you know it's girl, you know it's girl. 80,000 people. Girl, you know it's girl. You know, I couldn't repeat it 15 times. Girl, you know, it got over So I stopped, I panicked, I ran off stage. Julie Brown, who used to work for MTV, ran after me. I didn't want to go back to stage. I had enough. 80,000 people waiting. I said, I have enough. I quit. So with a bit of pushing and screaming, a couple of F-words, I think, as well, um, I got them back out there. And the funny thing is, they got back out there, and nobody cared. The audience didn't care. It was more, basically, people were laughing at them behind the scenes. So that is from the Behind the Music. That's how they talk about it. On uh oh sorry go ahead Nathan no please <clears throat> I was just saying that's how they talk about it uh in interviews later where they're like yeah actually that didn't even matter like it, no one cared at all and then the reality is things like uh other people pressuring also the other singer coming out and saying hey this is my voice 
fucked them pretty bad and then they got got paid off but the damage was done but yeah everybody was just like yeah i guess that's what they're doing today i don't know like it didn't seem to matter two two things in that that made me laugh when he's like uh the unthinkable very thinkable <laughs> that uh a cd's gonna skip in the 90s yeah they didn't have hdmi yet baby <laughs> very thinkable sir who never held a sony discman um also if they would have hit three, girl, you know it's trues, yeah. and then the beat drop. Yes. Do you understand what would have happened to Brit? Th- that place is everybody's tits would have blown directly <laughs> off of their bodies. That that lead up was almost going to be one of the biggest performances that happened in that building. But when it happens five, six, seven times, and a man's just like, I don't know what the fuck to do, and they couldn't yeah. figure it out. Then it all falls apart. But three or four, and then the song hits. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. I bet if he had just committed, he probably yeah, that might have worked out well for him. Or whoever yeah. is backstage at the at the like CD player, if you just hit like next track, and then it's like, oh shit, I guess they're cutting that one short, but that was cool, you know? Like, don't just <laughs> yeah. let it run. It's not gonna fix itself. They just let yeah. it run for so long. Well, it was unthinkable. They couldn't, <laughs> you gotta blow on it. They yeah. were like, I don't know what, this is unthinkable. <laughs> a, a CD that skips while I'm sitting at my own desk, how could it possibly skip in front of 80,000 people? And it, the problem was, they had, they had used the same CD for every show, and they were listening to to it while they were riding between cities so it was really getting worn out i still like that song though yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i mean it's a it's not a bad song i mean apparently uh that guy i mean it was like a play on a couple other bands that were already popping up there but they uh like uh belbib devoe i think it's the the one that people reference Mm. but uh <clears throat> no, it uh it fully fully popped off. And I found something that, oh, damn, there's so many things I want to get to, but I just realized we haven't gotten to Jared's comments yet and I feel like we got to do that. So let's take a quick break and we'll we'll be right back with a uh, friend and foe of the show, Jared Thompson's thoughts on Millie Vanilli. All right, we're back uh with uh with more on uh Millie Vanilli and a segment that I forgot uh, to do earlier, which is what I meant to do. Uh, if you're new to the show, this is a regular segment we do where we have the owner of the Comedy Attic in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana, give his thoughts on whatever band we're talking about because he's a big old snob and he's usually the biggest naysayer about whatever band we're talking about. So I'm curious to see what uh, what he's going to say about it because I think that this was during his record store days, so... Mm. Uh, I'm I'm very curious what he's gonna have to say because I know that there were stories of people trying to get their money back for the album, which is very stupid to me because well they I, it's still I, the same I, music. I'll bring that up later, but there there was a okay. successful lawsuit. Uh, oh, there was okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so here's uh here's Jared's thoughts on Millie Vanilli. What's up, y'all? It's this week's they went to Jared. The boys are gonna have a guest on defending Millie Vanilli. Um, you know. The guest obviously doesn't really love this band. I mean, obviously they picked them because certainly the songs are not terrible. I mean, there's in that time frame, the type of music that they're playing, it fit in just fine. It was, you know, just, you know, it's definitely a product of its time. The weirdest thing for me is, is that, you know, it's so baffling to me because the two things that really strike me about Millie Vanilli are a, the people who they chose to actually sing the songs are not really great singers. Certainly you would think that if they would have gone these lengths to hide this, they would have gotten some, you know, people with like these astonishingly great voices. And also neither one of them are like that hot. So it's like, I hate to talk about them because one of them, you know, killed themselves, but they also chose kind of like pedestrian looking people. Like wow. they certainly were like not ugly and they were, wow. fat, I suppose, but it's just weird. The whole thing is very weird. It's like they could have gone to much larger scale, you know, uh, you know, ends of the spectrum on either one of these. And they just kind of chose like pretty basic looking and pretty That's basic crazy. sounding people. So I always thought that was really weird that, you know, this could have been a much larger scandal if they were, if the voices were even better and the people were even hotter. <laughs> I don't know. This is so stupid. But the whole thing is so strange. I don't know. But 
you know, they had, what, three songs that were pretty good. And, uh, I mean, I'm really wondering, what are the other three songs going to be? So, it's going to be, like, remixes of the three hits. So, anyway, all right. I'll talk to you later. Thanks. All right. Just Okay. (laughs) Just to say. um, What the fuck was he talking about? Why would they get better singers? The whole fucking point was that another guy fucking sang the songs and these were the front men. What the fuck are we talking about? (laughs) No, I think he meant what I was saying, where it's like the guys that actually sang it, they could have gotten like insanely good singers and and still hid them. And the, I think what he was if saying. If we're talking is, about the people that were hiding, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like, why you not know, get? If we're talking about the people who were hiding. Why not get the hiding, ugliest sure. person you could find who has the most beautiful voice? Well, it's <laughs> That's also how it works. Of course, I don't think this guy Frank Farian was like David Geffen. You know, he didn't have access right. to like every single singer. He was like a weirdo. So I don't think yeah, he could have. Yeah. And also, I, I have to disagree with Jared. Those guys are so hot. Oh, but they're they're, mo- Nin- they're truly models. In the 90s, pedestrian. <laughs> Look at these guys. You see the they three are people models. on this fucking podcast currently? <laughs> hey. Pede- what are we? Are we below? We're below pedestrian then. We're fucking scum. Hey, We're goddamn come on. snails that can't Nathan, even make the fucking light. Nathan, you can take me and you down, but leave Tommy out of this. <laughs> I just got a haircut. <laughs> I look like a baby. Compared to fucking Millie Vanilli in the 90s, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Oh. And also, like, the guy did pretty good for what he found. Look, if I found somebody personally, okay, that could kind of sing, or even even if I found somebody who could sing amazingly, I can't turn them into what the fuck this guy turned Millie Vanilli into. I can't do shit with that. This guy took somebody that he looked at and said, look, society's going to hate you because you have no legs or whatever. He found these two fucking... Models, which where do you come across those models? Where do you got to go to the Soho house? I can't, I can't even find those guys. And he bridged the this fucking gap and 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 made a made songs that were known the world over. Is that easy to do? I just want to know. Is that easy? It to might do? be. It could be that it's that it's easy to do. I don't know. That's, it might be. Again, and not a lot of people try it. Stand up in your kitchen, same as the backflip. <laughs> And find find. <laughs> find somebody in a coma who has some pretty decent pipes and turn them into a fucking, you know, international superstar. Hold on. I see somebody walking down the street with crutches. Maybe I can go oh get God. them. <laughs> basically what he did. It's basically what he did. It'd be so funny if it was not true at all that this person was in a wheelchair. <laughs> Pretty sure they were in a wheelchair. <laughs> I do I do have a, another short clip, which is uh, interviews with the real singers, because Oprah caught up with them. She's not in it, but there's a, a short segment on Oprah's show with the real singers from Vanilli Vanilli. Uh, so we'll Easy l- to catch up with them when one's in a wheelchair. God damn it. <laughs> so yeah, we'll listen to a little bit of this. <laughs> in just a moment. It was a common practice for producers, singers, musicians, record companies to have somebody else fronting a very good vocalist. It was a no-brainer. The producer came up to me and uh, and he said, well, here's um, these two guys and, and these two guys and these two are here from Munich and, and these two are from... Which one do you think? I said, oh, those guys from Munich. Wow, they look great. Uh, they were not in the picture until way after the thing started to take off. I didn't want to be in the front man because I had been on stage many years with so many other different groups, and and so I didn't want to be on the stage singing at age at the time I was that age, 46, 47 years old. But I wanted to make music behind the scene. Uh, the producer called and said, "You can do the whole album with us, but keep it quiet." Nobody's supposed to know. Linda and I were forbidden. So I can't tell from that if uh, if he is in a wheelchair or not, because they are only showing it from the shoulders up. I was thinking I was going to prove you wrong, but... Uh. Well, I will say, he, he didn't seem to be in a wheelchair. I remember hearing that, though, at some point in time. But either way, if he wasn't in a wheelchair, he's not in a wheelchair. <laughs> That's not a sticking point. I'm going to fight for until the end of time i heard that he was if he's not he's not it is crazy because she points out one of the backup singers points out that it was like a common thing and it do, it does seem crazy all these years later 
that people cared so much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it yeah. is, and it truly is. I mean, the whole, uh, not the whole documentary, but I don't know if you guys have seen 20 Feet from Stardom mm-hmm. about backup singers. It's really good. Great. But you see a lot of those stories, and a lot of those, they're not told up front. They're kind of tricked into providing vocals that end up being the front vocals when they're told oh, these are not going to be the main thing, and then they see somebody else's face on the album. Whereas this one, it sounds like they knew, but... I yeah, it's still still weird, but the the guys didn't know, which is the strange thing is, and I was trying to figure out exactly what happened. I <clears throat> I read a bunch of stuff about how this they slipped into. Oh, this is not we're not doing anything because they thought that they were. They thought that they were going to be musical artists, like they thought they were going to make stuff. And uh, what I read here is, by the time they learned the truth, Fab said they had already spent Farian's advance money and on new clothes and their trademark hair extensions. And there. They they were suddenly in debt to Farian, and they couldn't walk away from the project until they paid him back. Once the group took off and girls and drugs and money came to the picture, it became even harder to, uh, for Rob and Fab to break away. And... Fabian claimed uh, that Rob and Fab were never going to be proper recording artists. He said, I've never heard such a bad singer, of, he said of Rob in a Los Angeles Times interview. They wanted to sing. They wanted to write songs. It never happened. They went instead to discos till 4 a.m. and slept all day. All they ever really did was party. Someone who lives like that can't make good music. Damn. Damn. I mean, again, the you know, um, first of all, the, the story of uh, them them being in debt to that man, that still very much happens to this day, whether or not people sing or mm-hmm. rap or whatever the hell. People get completely fucked over by management, you know, yeah. um, record labels, all that sort of thing. Also, again, I got it. You know, these people are pioneers. <laughs> the The idea that this would even be a thing now is insane because nobody cares about what anybody does. You don't have to write your own stuff. You don't have to say your own stuff. You don't have to do... You don't even have to have your own face. They were the first TikTokers. <laughs> I just realized this. They were the first ones to go, look, we're doing it. Like, I'm performing this thing. It's, yeah. They I invented write, TikTok, but... and I think they deserve a lot of money. <laughs> the one, one, One's dead, but yes. I mean, still can get money. Still can get yeah. that money. <laughs> Throw that paper on him, uh, on it to his family. Uh yeah, it's uh I think that I think you're right. I you know what you've convinced me. I think they are pioneers. Um, one thing they did that I really found funny and to be a bold move that I think this is a testament to how hot they were because I don't think you do a move like this unless you're hot. They were in a press conference where they were talking about giving back the Grammy, uh, and they were like they were the whole way like yeah for sure take the Grammy like they were like it was fucked up that this happened like they felt bad. But uh, they also wanted to prove that they were themselves very talented. So in the middle of the press conference, they just started performing, <laughs> which I think is only a hot person to, has the confidence to do something like that in a con- in a press conference where they've been shown to be frauds. Um, uh, but here is uh, here's the MTV reporting on that, and uh, let me find it here. Say if the song's a hit, you must acquit. That was what they were saying. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. Billy Vanilli did demonstrate a lot of guts in showing up at a press conference in Los Angeles last Tuesday to confront a room full of reporters who were definitely out for blood. Here's what Rob and Fab had to say, and a few words from Michael Green, president of the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences, the organization that dispenses and, in Millie's case, revokes Grammy Awards. It's also kind of crazy that, like, at the time, people got so angry about them lip syncing that they took Grammys away. Mm-hmm. How the hell did we go the complete opposite way, which is you could be as inauthentic as humanly possible and heralded a hero? We went. At one point in time, you'd be murdered for it, and now it's like, that makes sense. Why would they write their own songs? Why would they perform their own songs? Why would they? It's so stupid and useless when they could just sit and get blown all day. Why would they do that? <laughs> Who are you thinking of when you say that? Oh, there's a... I mean, it just it just in, 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 in general, we have now... You don't need... <sighs> the same way that that man... What's his name? Gary... Oh, Gary, Fabian? Frank uh, Farian. Yeah. Farian. Frank Farian. 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 Gary, yes. Gary Farian took Frank Farian. untalent, 
right? And made it talent, okay? There's a fucking super talent in that. This is the reason that we have Kardashians. They took nothing and made it very much something. But we, we at one point in time, burned that. That's hell. Don't do that. And now it is heralded as a heroic act. It's just interesting. And I'm not bashing them. I'm just saying in general, you can take untalent and make it something, mm-hmm. and people go, I'll, I'll, I'll suck this. And you go, but it doesn't do anything. <laughs> this thing doesn't do anything. And they go, yeah, but it's famous. And you go, all right, I guess, if, that's, if that's the thing, and I guess it's the thing. <laughs> that's true. All right, that's fair. I feel like that's true of comedy more than anything these days, but... That's for another time. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, there's no, there's no, um, um, you, you don't have to, and again, this is not me attacking anything. It's just looking at stuff. You don't need talent to be famous. And now that's not a, that's not a deal breaker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whereas these men, I mean, one of them fucking committed suicide. That's horrible. And they lost, they lost everything. Yeah. No, and the way they describe it, it sounds tr- it does sound like a horrific life to live where you're just in a lie that you didn't really want to be telling, but then you're kind of too deep in. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that is what happened with this podcast, so I get it. <laughs> Me and Tommy are the faces J- of it. Jared is a, <laughs> the Frank Ferry. <laughs> he found us out clubbing all night. And I was did. like, these guys will be those. You of the two podcast. homeless men <laughs> did, grab these microphones. Really, <laughs> it's, <laughs> this whole time it's been Will Arnett and Jason Bateman <laughs> saying all this stuff. <laughs> Imagine lip syncing an entire podcast. <laughs> Holy shit, that'd be hard, man. It'd be so hard. <laughs> Jared said, "Why didn't they find really hot guys like I did?" <laughs> he said, "Women love babies." <laughs> so I wanted to bring up the lawsuit thing because someone tweeted us about it. And I didn't realize that it actually was successful, which is crazy to me. So there was a bunch of class action lawsuits. Once it they turned out that Millie Vanilli, the guys weren't the ones singing it. And the judge actually <laughs> granted approval, a Chicago judge, to a cash rebate where if you could prove, like if you could send the barcode and prove that you bought a Millie Vanilli single, you would get a $1 refund. A cassette, you'd get a $2 refund. And a full CD, you'd get a $3 refund, which can wow. you imagine going to the trouble? Mailing, for three dollars mailing in a barcode <laughs> to get three dollars back on a million vanilla cd you probably bought two years before like yeah, when this yeah. happened and that if you're being honest with yourself you still kind of like <laughs> like the music you still the are like are i mean i like the, the songs yeah the, yeah the songs are the same <laughs> does it have a stat there it doesn't have a stat there right of how many people actually did that uh, let me keep reading the article oh, so i, I want to shout out uh the person who tweeted was the uh 2021 a space lawyers podcast tweeted at us uh, oh, they yeah. could also, if they prove they had gone to a concert, they could get a refund of 5%, not to exceed $2.50. Uh, <laughs> which is also absolutely insane. I found, I found a similar one where they, the ruling was that they they couldn't get any money back, but they were allowed to have any upcoming album from that label for free, which it's like, if you've been That's burned funny. by them before, I don't think yeah. you really want... <laughs> There's definitely a lot of people that sent in that barcode, though. There's a lot of oh yeah, absolutely <laughs> stupid criminal people, you know? And, you know, I mean, if you're like me back then, I was digging through the trash trying to find other people's barcodes <laughs> to send those in. Hey, man, you going to use that barcode? <laughs> <laughs> you done with that barcode, dude? <laughs> Can I borrow your Millie Vanilli CD? <laughs> And mail it to a judge. <laughs> just the barcodes. He must have got so many CDs to his house. This guy's like, no, not me, the label. Send it to the label. Uh, yeah, the uh, songs are still the same. And I, you know. Again, I, how many songs have we listened to? Two. We've only listened to two. I hate to say it, but we're gonna have to. I think we have to rush through these last four because uh, we've uh, pick we've, one of them. What's the, what's what? What are the four? That are <laughs> no, we'll, we'll I play. Mean, we we'll definitely play have to hear Hush. I think we definitely There's have to hear Hush. Big. I think the other ones we should cruise through, but I think uh, Hush we should hear next, and then uh, we've got Dance with the Devil. I'm gonna miss you and Baby. Don't forget my number. That's the one. 
Okay, don't let's hear Baby Don't Forget My Number right now. Big then. fucking tune. Let's hear that one immediately because that'll give us more time. <laughs> okay, Eddie. <laughs> Another one. This one's for you. Baby, don't forget my number. Great song, <clears throat> man. I, like, guys, let's get serious. It's still a great song, okay? Makes you want to sit outside in a summer day, eat ice cream. That is still a great song. Yeah, I didn't I didn't mind that one. That one's pretty good. Uh, I Yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. I did not know that one, though. Uh, I knew the one that I knew I'll play next because uh, I don't even know where I knew it from, but I had heard it before. Um, I'm looking to see if there's any interesting... Song facts here. Um, the group's mastermind, Frank Farian, took sole songwriter credit on this song. Their previous hit, Girl, You Know It's True, was a remake, so there were no publishing royalties to be made on that one. So this was a Farian original, and it is good. <laughs> this guy's an evil genius. Uh, all right, the next one. Let's hear. Let's hear Hush next. I want Here's uh, here's Hush. Hush, written about Jared Thompson. <laughs> Just a very 90s version of that song. Mm-hmm. Yes. Unbelievably 90s. So 90s. Uh, was that a remake of a Billy Joel song? Billy Joel? Wait, Billy Joel Not Royal. Billy Joel, it says. No, no. It's, a yes. deep, it's a deep purple song. That's what it is. Okay, yeah. there we go. All right. I knew I had heard that uh, that song before, but I did not know that this was a remake so there you go um oh it's a, there's no song facts about this one but i think it's a good song choice um let's just quickly hear these last two which are uh i'm gonna miss you and dance with the devil so i'm just gonna play them in a uh, rapid succession here so here's i'm gonna miss you Dance of the Devil. Just to say, Girl, I'm Gonna Miss You was a big song, and it still sounds okay. That last song, I'd never heard before in my life. And look, I'm not a monster. That song is awful. <laughs> That's awful. It is. I was uh, gonna say, oh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say it is ironic, because uh, after all this stuff came out, Rob Pilatus said to the LA Times, we sold our souls to the devil. Mm-hmm. And they'd been dancing. Do you think that's him. why he wrote that song? <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. 
Maybe the we should have danced with him. Barry <laughs> wrote that song like, "Come on, it's fun to dance with the devil sometimes." That's me. Um, yeah, that song. Uh, that song sucked, but um, <laughs> I will say that one makes the most sense for them to perform because it's like most of it's instrumental. It feels like and them just dancing, so kind of yeah, harmless. Like somebody was hitting a pineapple. It sounded like it was. <laughs> Made on some kind of tropical fruit. The whole thing just sounded awful. Uh, yeah, that one uh, that was brutal. But uh, that's the playlist, and we have uh, we have another segment to get to before we wrap this thing up, which is that uh, we go to the old peanut gallery. We'll take a quick break before we hear from the listeners of the show. All right, we're back with the final stretch here of Stand by Your Band, and we have. Some comments from the listeners of the show. As always, we go to our Patreon people first. Uh, if you're on the Patreon for three damn dollars a month, uh, you get bonus episodes every week. Plus, you get uh, first words on uh, on your comments here. You get your comments guaranteed to be read. And um, <clears throat> we've gotten some good ones lately that were uh, not about this one. So uh, we'll talk about those on the Patreon. But... Uh, first comment here. This is from Ten Junk Miles, who says Millie Vanilli is indefensible. <laughs> um, damn, that is uh harsh words, but there Wrong, you go. Sir. Wrong. Um, Joshua J. Austin says, in what might be the most 1990 sentence ever, Millie Vanilli were in an episode of the Super Mario Brothers three cartoon. It aired two weeks before they were outed, and he provides a link here that. If you're on the Patreon, you can see. I, that's crazy. Uh, what a weird collab. Um, Ron Trimbath says, Controversy be damned. Blame it on the rain is still one of my favorite pop songs of all time and is a true testament to songwriter Diane Warren, who has been writing bangers for years. Doesn't matter who sings her songs. They're going to be wonderful. There you go. And uh, last one here is from Jess Tabor, who says, If Millie Vanilli fell in the woods, would someone else make a sound? And then she says, Tom, you know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well played. And that uh, those are the Patreon comments. Uh, do we have anything from Twitter there, Tommy? Yeah, we got a few. Uh, Jack Callahan wrote, uh, as someone who isn't old enough to remember the lip sync scandal they had, I think it's interesting to think about how they got caught. And nowadays, a lot of performers lip sync to make sure they can also perform these complex dances on stage, which is definitely true. Um Mari Hoffman said <laughs> the first time she heard their name was in the movie Little Rascals, which is from this line of dialogue. You were one. He started it. And who's your finisher? You're a team. Like Bert and Ernie, Superman and Clark Kent, Millie and Vanilli. It's a great little moment from Little Rascals. <laughs> That's crazy. I saw that movie in theaters, and I, I'm sure that when that happened in the movie, I was like, well, I guess that joke just is not for me. <laughs> that, that one's going to skip me. That's such a cute joke. Such <laughs> <laughs> a cute joke. Uh, Matt Alonzo Morning wrote, too much Millie, not enough Vanilli, which also, <laughs> we, di- we didn't bring it up, but uh, they, they like said that Millie Vanilli was a Turkish phrase uh, that meant like, good vibes or something but it turns out that that is not true <laughs> so they <laughs> couldn't even figure out uh, what the title was. i think it just was a fun combination of words uh admiral snack bar wrote indefensible so we got two indefensibles on this one which might mm. be a record high <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah i think that's uh that's good for now Hell yeah. All right. Bat, the last uh, line of defense here, we got Facebook, and uh, Emily Galati says, uh, my biggest question, who is choosing this as their band of defense? I'll tell uh, Emily. <laughs> uh, James Boyd says, I had thoughts, but someone took the words right from my mouth. Uh, good one, James. Uh, Gabriel Pacheco says, my mom loved them. She sounds a lot like uh, Nathan's mom. Who I want to point out, I meant to say this an hour ago, but it's funny that your mom, two of her four favorite artists have vanilla in common (laughs) (laughs) she said vanilla ice and millie vanilli yeah any 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 vanilla type thing that came out at that time she bought it i was probably sitting on a seat made of vanilla extract (laughs) i don't think i haven't been trying to think of another artist with the word vanilla in their name for the last she loved the soundtrack to vanilla sky Uh, of course that's (laughs) That's all that's as close as i can get Uh, Peter Hines says at least they weren't uh, history's worst live performers. They will always be sleepy 
Wait, there will always be sleepy Tom Petty that won Super Bowl halftime. Don't you come at Tom Petty on this podcast, Peter. Uh, Daniel Patrick Alexander says, what was up with that logo they used? Even if as a kid, it never sat right with me. What the fuck is he doing? And it looks like Godzilla dunking a basketball to me. <laughs> that sounds cool to oh, me. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, that take I don't that know Kong. what that is, but <laughs> place your bets. Kong, so. <laughs> that I'd like to watch. Hell yeah, bring Celebrity Deathmatch back for the worst episode of all time. Oh, they uh, had to Gary... be on Celebrity Deathmatch, right? Oh, I'm sure that yeah. there was probably Millie Vanilli versus like who, like Hanson or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. There has to be one. I'm uh, look Gary it up, Green, like... yeah, look that up. Uh, Gary Greenblatt says, please tell me you will be lip syncing this podcast with someone else. Well, we made that joke already, Gary. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Somebody else made the exact same joke next. Thanks, Spence. Uh, Do you Norman... see how hard it is to beat Millie Vanilli? <laughs> Do you see even in a comment section, people can't be original? Uh-huh, Do you true. see that these men were pioneers? <laughs> you know what's funny? Truly, one man took a... a, a uh, again, I say to you, stand up in your house and find something that even has a modicum of anything and turn that into something that people in fucking China know about. It's going to be fuck hard. And this man did it with I multiple wish. songs that are still great. I wish I could get fuck hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's funny in these comments when it's... I, I understand if it's like somebody five comments down from you has the same joke. When it's literally back-to-back, that is where it blows my mind. They're one after another. Uh, but I guess maybe you're rushing to get it in. I don't know. Uh, Norman Baubier says, I love the VH1 story. And then uh, the quote is, and then we had to win a damn Grammy, which is very funny. Because if they hadn't won that, they probably would have gotten a lot of more juice out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Lissica says, because there is only one Millie Vanilli song, you should include some Ashley Simpson as well. And then uh, Ron comes in and says, actually, they have three. So I'm cu- I am curious what the other three slots will be. Um, <laughs> and Brian never Jesus. Dance with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's never going to listen to it again. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if the whole world went the rest of time and nobody listens to that song ever again. It was real tough to hear even for that small stretch of time, but Jesus. Uh, Brian Bejesus with the last comment here says, if their lip syncing happened today, it wouldn't be a big deal and they would have never been dragged. There you go. I think, I think a lot true. of people agree with you. Um, that is it for the comment section, and that uh, brings us to the final the final portion of this podcast, which is that we're going to rate and review the uh, the playlist. Uh, but before we do that, Nathan, you get to give your final words on Millie Vanilli. Share your thoughts with the world. I've done. Um, first of all, I want to thank you guys again for having me here today. I, I greatly appreciate it. It's been a fun time. I've been doing a lot of yelling, so I'm just going to calm this down. Here. <laughs> Millie Vanilli has, as you heard, four beautiful songs. Hush, you can take relief. It's a, it's a it's a it's a cover of a of an already good song, and then the last one we won't even mention it, but four songs <laughs> that are still very good to this day. A man, I just want to say this again, a man found two pedestrian models, <laughs> and he turned them into a pop super group. I, 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 I people can't. There are people you people can't take talent and make it big. What this man did is absolutely incredible. These songs are still good. And I will say for the last time here, these men are pioneers because like the last commenter said, had they have come out today and been lip syncing, nobody would even move. (laughs) Nobody would even care. There are grandmothers who have two and a half billion followers on TikTok because they ride around on a scooter in a Walmart. Nobody would have cared Millie Vanilli, still better than the Beatles. <laughs> did not see that coming at the end. Well. <laughs> no, did not see that, but I respect it. And uh, I think that my rating of this playlist, um, I think your summation is is true that <clears throat> it is kind of like that one song was the one glaring miss. I don't, this is not a, a band that I grew up with, so I don't have any sort of nostalgic uh, value for them necessarily, although. Uh, you know, stylistically, I, you know, I liked, I liked stuff like this, but 
I think I'm going to give this a, a cool 3.75 out of, out of 6. It's out of 6. So uh, not bad. Not bad. Uh, I, the, the thing is, I don't. It's it's what I was saying, and then Jared also agreed. With, I I would think that they would find better voices for some reason if they're if it, if they're not even going to be the faces of it anyway. And I just think that it was fine. It's you know it's not bad, but I did enjoy listening to uh, to the hits. I am hearing "Dance with the Devil" uh, really <laughs> soured me on this. I think I was going to go with a five before that, and then it really oh my God. made a lot of things glaring after that. Uh, but we we heard it, and uh, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's more than fair of a score. Tommy, what do you think? Yeah, we're right in the same uh, neighborhood. I was going to say three point five. Uh, I do like the hits a lot, and I I also didn't grow up with them, but I like the sound, and I was moving a lot when I was listening to them. I was dancing in my in my sofa. Yeah. So I was enjoying it. I was doing front flips. I couldn't do the back flip, but <laughs> so I'm gonna go three point five. It's weird. They're easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, my floor is mostly trampoline, as you know, if you've been around. <laughs> um, but no, I moved to an old. What was that basketball? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was slam it called? Ball. Slam ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one, no one checks on you if you squat in one of those slam ball courts. <laughs> you know, you pretty much have free reign. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's a three point five. I had a lot of fun listening to him, and uh, I, I yeah, I wish that the "Blame on the Rain" intro was shorter because that made me look like an idiot. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a great time, and it was so, I was so happy to have you on, Nathan. It was great to see you. Yeah, and Nathan, you also get to rate this playlist. You kind of already did a little bit, but uh, you get to you get to throw a number on it too. Um. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm going six. So, <laughs> <laughs> you hated the song. You. Oh, your I credibility is in the trash. The devil, <laughs> but I'm saying the first four are so good that they get a six by You've themselves. Tarnished your words. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a real answer here. I'll, I'll go four. I'll go four. Even though Hush, I'm not gonna lie, was not as bad it's as not I thought. Bad. It was I kind of liked Hush, to be honest. Uh, Hush was, my, I'll give it a five. I'm gonna give it a five. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Is uh, is there anything? you'd like to promote uh before we get out of here um yeah uh i'm gonna be back on here in a couple of weeks uh <laughs> defending some other <laughs> band that make people violently angry um uh i mean twitter and instagram make check out my youtube it's all nathan mcintosh m-a-c-i-n-t-o-s-h yeah hell yeah Thanks so much for doing this, man. And uh, Tommy and I both have shows uh, this week, uh, tonight. If uh, in Tommy's case, uh, when you if you're hearing this the day it comes out, which is Wednesday, uh, on Bonfire. What? How do you? Is it Bonfire FM? What is it? I think uh, it was maybe the TV or something. Uh, maybe dot yeah. live something like that. Yeah, it's it, whatever. It, we both posted about them on our uh, respective social medias, but uh, check those out. Uh, fun shows. I've got uh, on mine. I've got Martin Urbano, Bobby Condon. And uh, Brittany Carney and Emil Wakim, and then uh, Tommy. Who you got again? Yeah, so my show. Yeah, it'll be tonight if you're listening on Wednesday, and uh, it's Lisa Traeger, Megan Gailey, Mike Leibovitz, Clark Jones, and Carmen Christopher. We'll I'll be doing some Zoom stand up. It'll be very fun. Do it up. The, all the money goes to the com. It's uh, there's like a dollar service fee, but the other five dollars goes to the comics. Yes. So we appreciate it. Uh, mine's Thursday, so get over there. And uh, all right, keep it crispy. Oh, get on the Patreon. All right, yes. bye. <laughs> Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? Ew, seriously. They squeeze the grease out of the wool and process it with chemicals, and then you eat it. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I got rid of products I didn't want anywhere near my body. I found that many multivitamins contain high amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and even lacked some of the nutrients we actually needed. So what did I do? At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. Ritual's products are made traceable, meaning we share the science and sourcing for every single ingredient. For example, our vegan vitamin D3 comes from sustainably harvested lichen in Nottingham, England, not sheep. We trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. See for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.